Welcome back to another episode of the Play and Art Podcast. We're so glad to be here once again around the Red Kitchen Table talking to you a little bit about um, art education and we had a wonderful question that was uh, given to us. We have uh, people writing in all the time asking some great questions and um, we had a question recently about craftsmanship and um, what do we think about craftsmanship and sometimes when we do these projects um, with kids um, they were worried about how things kind of look at the end, what the end result looks like. And I thought that that was a really important uh, question to kind of bring to the table, to the red table today. So um, welcome. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of an open-ended question, but I think it's a really good one. And I thought uh, we could we could discuss it a little bit today. Well, um, we're talking about... Uh craftsmanship in terms of play, we assume that other art projects in, in the classroom uh, have craftsmanship mastered. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're talking about... So we're talking about in, in play the idea of, of craftsmanship. I call it doing things, uh, making things that are made well. <laughs> okay. In other words, um, the judgment of the kids I'm more concerned about, uh, which is um, if it works, it, craftsmanship is great. If it's, let's say, we're making a pool toy in the hallway and they've tested out in front of this big audience and they're expecting it to work and it falls apart and one pull, the wheels fly off, kids will feel that the craftsmanship, you know, it, isn't, it needs help. This project needs help. I think so. that's part of the beauty of this, though. I mean, that's the, the sophistication of it is that, you know, we are trying new things. We are trying it multiple times. It might not work the first time. And even if it's a, an art project in the very formal sense in a class, I feel like the first time you make something, I don't care what it is, it's not going to be the best craftsmanship or what you want it to be or any of those things, right? I mean, we know in our own art, it takes, you know, sometimes, I mean, 20 times to get something right. I mean, I always think of like throwing on the wheel, right? You know, the first 100 or never, you should just probably throw them away. I mean, and it takes a while to get that that feeling of something being what you want it to look like. And if you're experimenting with new materials, which we often do in the art room. Which is about play. Which is about play. Then the craftsmanship is not going to be great. I mean, if you've ever tried to hot glue um, plastic, for example, right? It takes a lot of, of skill to be able to do that to some extent. I mean, I do it all the time. Um, and sometimes the craftsmanship isn't, you know what you would want it to be, but it's part of the process. When adults look at craftsmanship, let's say they go to a gallery and contemplating purchasing a piece of art, uh, they're buying a piece of furniture. They're buying a decorative piece for the wall. So right. they want it to be as well made as their mid-century dresser. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing short of that. Yeah. Um, so that's an, the adult way of looking at it, and, and kids are not making art as uh, furniture for um, to, to look like mid-century, um, and they're not making things to be framed and, and to be uh, perfectly matted. 
However, uh, they do like to make things that at least make it home. They don't fall apart in their backpack or if they're carrying a toy. Yeah. Um, so it's it's will it work? Is it something that um, um, that is a keeper? <laughs> now artworks um, that are just put on a refrigerator are obviously not you know keepers because there is a refrigerator fairy who takes them <laughs> and somehow they disappear. Right. You know, kids, <laughs> kids suspect, but they never really know. Yeah. So. Um, you, they, they um, receive some encouragement on my part uh, in terms of uh, making things that uh, will make it home, will be uh, playable, which is one of our great, um, you know, playable beyond the classroom so they can add other toys to it, mm -hmm. so they can um, use it without, you don't, you want it, I always use Fisher-Price as the standard. Because <laughs> kids know Fisher Price, I collect Fisher Price, and uh, there's no question about that being well made. Yes. You know? um, so, um, uh, you know, I, I do uh, talk about how beautifully this toy is made and how um, children played with this um, in the 1920s, and we're still playing with it now in the classroom, as an example. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not that we forget craftsmanship, but uh, it has it's a it's of a different value, and um, as you said, you know, there's part part of it is that there are experiments to be done, and play is experimenting and trying things out. Right. Uh, that's really what play is about, you know, building and and rebuilding and building and destructing and then building again. Mm -hmm. So. Um, uh, in that case, also it, the difference between the craftsmanship we're talking about, you know, is is the two-dimensional works. Uh, they matted well. Are they, you know, like, uh, or do they make the show outside in the hallway? You know? Yeah. And uh, but most of kids' art, when we talk about play, the original kids' art is not drawing. It's not two-dimensional. It's really building and and uh, experimenting with objects. Yeah. So, and so much of that is things that they have in their head. I feel like so much of what I, what I would do um, in elementary school is help kids to figure out how to put together what they have in their heads and that ability to construct, right, yes. is part of that. Um, and they have all these great things in their head and sometimes it's just really hard to, to get it out because they don't know how to put it together and they don't know the right glue or the right tape or how to... Um, I feel like I spend hours of my life tearing tape, for example, <laughs> off the roll. I mean, these kinds of little things that help us to construct um, are part of that process. But uh, the process of, of taking tape off the dispenser mm -hmm. is, is routine to adults and exciting, really exciting to children. Oh, yeah. Uh, stapling is, is unbelievably exciting mm -hmm. to children. Uh, pouring glue and, and uh, gluing things, you know, they get into it and they're glued from head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the materials of these are really exciting and they make art when they're taping and it's not a matter of, of, of using less tape or making the tape invisible so it doesn't show. They 
want these materials and their, you know, they, this, these choices. For example, the table that we have is this rolling table, which has all kinds of appetizers in the art in my art class. Appetizers meaning that they have hole punchers, they have things you can sew with. Um, a million different kinds of tapes that you can taste and, and, and play with <laughs> and um, uh, different kinds of glue and so forth uh, because uh, they, the, the adhesives and the way it's put on is a playful part of the work. Yeah. So because it hangs off, it shows and it, it, it's thick with glue is part of the charm of, of, of kids' work because that's really something that they enjoy versus having the right media to put things together with, put in front of the kids mm -hmm. in each on each table. Yes. And they're only going to use scotch tape. God bless scotch tape. They're <laughs> only going to... And everybody at the table gets a roll of scotch tape. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to enrich that process of putting things together by having this this wonderful rolling table with all kinds. And it's replenished all the time with, with different finds by the kids and by myself. Yeah. So it's just a celebration of putting things together. Um, so frequently we make art with the tape, we make art with the glue, adding color to it, um, with the tapes, the different kinds of tapes, all kinds of adhesives can be used. So we put together things with not only scotch tape, but with uh, band-aids and with, with stickers and with, with all kinds of uh, sticky things. Yeah. Um, and we're not beyond, the kids are not, uh, they in fact think it's, it's, it's wonderful that they can use bubble gum to put things together with. And sometimes that's stronger and more interesting than, so yeah. this interest in how things can be put together with different media is still alive. And it's not to be hidden in the process, in the, in the product rather, but it's, it, it is the product <laughs> in, 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 in some way. Yeah. And it creates a wonderful understanding of all those different things and, I mean, all those different types of ways of putting things together and how they even work, right? I mean, how um, I often think about that, well, you know, do you use glue versus tape versus this glue versus this? Like, you know, just the experimentation of what works best and um, how to do it, I think, is really important, you know, at all ages. and. Um, to have that ability as a as a young child and not just say, okay, you need a piece of tape and it needs to be this long and this is how you put it together um, and give, giving them that step by step, but just allowing them the freedom to say, okay, you know, you've come up with this idea. Let's brainstorm and, you know, use some of these things and how we can put it together. It sounds like craftsmanship is not really the word, though, and that's part of this. It's, it's more, uh, is it playable, right? Is it maybe made well? And that even within Madewell, there's a lot of uh, variation of that, right? Um, the process, the experimentation, these are all words that are kind of, I feel like, coming out here, but craftsmanship maybe not be, might be the right one in this And the case. hidden, the, the hidden um, um, aspect of this is, do we really like children's art? You know, do we really appreciate yeah. children's art as adults? Does children's art really make it to the bulletin board? You know, the prize place for showing. Yeah. Or, or in a class well, art And it show. doesn't look like adult art is what we're saying, right? Yes. 
and um, uh, when when uh, things are uh, hanging off the side of of a piece that uh, a child made, well, you know, the teacher may take the scissors and cut it, or if it doesn't look even and in the sides, they may mm-hmm. put it on a black background when they display it. So we, they try to hide it. It's not, it's yeah. you know, it's but. Um, uh, Today, it was more acceptable to make non-art, you know, to make art that defies art. That is, so why don't we accept children's art, and uh, which may be a tearing of a cereal box, and that beautiful tearing, which uh, you, know, you know, you say, well, it's not <laughs> made well. Well, children are the experts at cutting and tearing and, and taking things apart, and so um, this is this is. Um, this is the expectation, you know. If adult uh, teachers, adults, parents like to see the the, the quality of art of an adult, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they praise that, they display that, and it, it gets even framed sometimes at home. But um, the art that's really children's art is not that. So maybe we are not looking seriously at children. It's interesting when Picasso said, I was so inspired by children. It's the best. I, you know, I mm-hmm. don't know the exact words. Yes. But he was not talking about school art. No, no. He was talking about art that we make at home, that kids make at home. Yes. Now that art may be made out of, of, of household pillows, books, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. maybe made under the table with, with different uh, kinds of... Um, um, objects found in the kitchen. Um, so we, we, you know, the idea of the traditional craftsmanship being applied to that. Yeah. So we just need to say, well, do we appreciate children's art in all its glory? And the scissors is a good example because you say, okay, well, Matisse had this beautiful way mm-hmm. with the scissor, these these undulating yeah. curves. You know, it's great. <laughs> abstract uh, women that he cut. Yes. Uh, but kids really are the scissor masters, and that's what Picasso was talking about. Mm-hmm. Because when they cut, they really go into the material, experiment with every move of that scissor. And um, uh, sure, it may not come out to be, uh, you know, a, a craftsman Matisse. style. <laughs> Matisse. You know, and, uh, again, this salon furniture that mm-hmm. you're buying. But it's children's art. Yeah. And uh, you very seldom see children's art in a school hallway. You see presentations of, of Matisse and, and other artists. Um, you see things that look a little bit like adult art or guided by the teacher to look like adult art. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and it's all looking very the same, to, too. I mean, that's uh, part of the huge problem yeah, so, I have with so much of what I see in the hallways is it all looks the exact same. Yeah. You might have, you know, 30 Matisses in the hallway. So as long as the standard is adult art, and we don't understand that there is a different children's art consisting of generally made at home, mm-hmm. generally before going to school, and then... Um, uh, it's, it's a different art form and you need a different way to look at it than adult art. Now, it's been a great help to have uh, contemporary um, things that are crushed by Richard Chamberlain or, you know, it, it helps, yes. you know, go examine the, 
craftsmanship in some of the more contemporary pieces, it doesn't become a major issue. But um, it's, it's, it's this, this appreciation for art that does not look like any other art, and mm -hmm. that's children's art. Yeah. So we can steal the ideas and, and grow from it as adult artists, <laughs> but uh, can we just appreciate it the way it is without putting adult standards to it? Yeah, and I think that's, that's the hardest part. I also feel like we're so behind sometimes in what we do in the classroom versus the art world. Like If you look at the art world, you are seeing the, the Chamberlains and uh, a very different idea, idea of what craftsmanship can be. Um, and kind of pushing those bounds a little bit. But I still feel like in the classroom, um, we don't feel like we can push those bounds. A lot of that is because we want it to look good when it goes home to the parents. We want it to look good for our administration. Like our reasoning behind it is not really about the kids at all, but about the presentation of ourselves within this context um, and our program and all of these things. And I think we forget about the, the larger picture of... Um, what our mission is with our students. Here, here is another argument for play uh, to be the basis of, of uh, art making in, in uh, practically every level of schooling. Uh, certainly in the elementary school, it's what kids dream about. Their toys, their playing, uh, play ideas that they can do with um, every object at home or in the backyard. Mm -hmm. So it's... it's um, it, it, it is their art and it makes them happy and it really um, builds their uh, feeling of being an innovator and so we're you know it's not a conflict you know there's no conflict there between um, what um, parents judge to be art or what parents would like their kids to be accomplishing as an accomplished artist you know to be mm -hmm. able to draw super figure superheroes um, plays very clearly for the child, by the child, um, made for their interests, made for their pleasure, for their continuation at home, and building on at home, yeah. continuing at home. Um, but um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, we, we have different ideas of art between children and adults, and uh, whether we like it or not, we as teachers, although our teachers are the kindest and most wonderful people, they are adults too. And they make up adult lessons, adult rules, adult standards. Um, yeah. I think that's ultimately part of, the, part of the issue, if you will. I don't know if I want to say issue, but that's part of, part of it is that as adults and as teachers, we put on our kids um, and our students what we, we think the art should look like because we're we're so far removed from really where they're at. And it's very hard. I know, you know, Picasso's dream ideas to kind of get back to that and all of us to some extent, but you really can't. You really have to ask kids at that level with, you know, about their own art. Um, the closest I have gotten to that, although um, with uh, my public school students, it's not, a, not an issue because we're on the ground, we're playing, we're doing hard labor of playing on the ground. Yeah. But um, with my That's college research students, almost, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with my college students, with the um, uh, Zoom classes, mm -hmm. uh, that they come up with what others would look at when they hand in their assignments as the most unsophisticated work, 
and things are hanging all over the place, they're not put together well, and somebody who may, makes a judgment about craftsmanship would, would just die what I'm receiving. Yes. But this is home art, and in a sense, they're continuing where they left off as children. And this is, this is the only next step or chance they have now as college students to refer to working on their own when they were children, and they're continuing yeah. at that children's spirit. So if you look at the ideas and you look at the dreams that they have in this messy presentations, um, you would lose hope. But it's, it's kind of a, a really very joyful kind of restarting at, at this very basic place. Yeah. That's a wonderful way of seeing it because I think I've been having a really hard time with that. Um, just getting in some of the, the lessons and stuff from um, and the art that's being made at home. Um, you know, things are presented with, you know, on people's beds and, you know, in really, you know, awkward positions and things like that. You know, the artist, he was like, oh my goodness, this is staged so badly. Like, how could they do this? And, um, you know, yeah, it isn't put together very well. Um, but yeah, their ideas are, are still really great and they're, it's really new and innovative in very different ways. And I think you're right, it is very much like a continuation of their, their childhood ideas. When, uh, uh, the last assignment I, I uh, was uh, presented, and I enjoy very much when they presented, but it was a, um, uh, the top of a, um, an oil uh, container from, from a car. And, and it was decorated with pom-poms. You know? <laughs> now, I mean, the, the choices in materials, the way they even dare to put that together, you know? pom-poms from a craft store and this heavy-duty uh, um, uh, uh, you know, used car supply, you know, yeah. used car part. Uh, which, you know, what artist would dare to put these two together? And of course they were not fitting properly and they had, you know, technical problems and, <laughs> and construction problems. But the daring that it, you know, the, the students have, uh, it goes back to childhood. That was the last time they really dared to defy convention and mm -hmm. um, make things from their jump rope and, and make things from... Uh, um, their tennis balls and put it together with um, yeah. other objects that and are they totally unrelated. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't dare to do that in the art room, too, no, because no, no. Um, there's the intimidation factor of everyone around them, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that kind of, I mean, the, the time factor, not having those items even near them to do that necessarily. Um, yeah. yeah, I think just being at home by yourself and, you know, even as an adult, kind of being allowed to, to play and think about these things differently, yeah. you know, opens you up. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, that's, that can be really exciting. Well, well awesome. it, you know, they, you, anytime you're sitting at a table, can you imagine yourself, we're both artists, can you imagine sitting at a table with four other people, three other people in an art room, and they're all say or with their looks they comment, with their words they comment. Mm -hmm. Then you have the art teacher walking around trying to assure that his or her lesson plan is being carried out. So there's always somebody over your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, 
that we're so this golden period of, of the COVID in a sense where you can play at home. Absolutely. And put things together in, in, in many different ways because there is no guidebook in how to putting together an oil pan uh, with pom-poms. You know, exactly. <laughs> correctly, you know, or tastefully. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. When, you know, with good craftsmanship. <laughs> you know, that's not the point. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately what we're talking about. That's not the point of it, right? The point is not good craftsmanship. Um, the point is to for it to be playable. The point is for it to um, to have that experimentation and to feel comfortable with that, um, which yeah, it can be really exciting. And I think we're seeing some great stuff now because of um, that ability to do that at home by yourself. Hopefully, and hopefully that will continue. And if you think of how long it took Alexander Calder to get to the point where figures can start moving. Mm-hmm. And, and and shapes and forms can start floating in yeah. the air. And uh, I mean, kids knew that a long time ago. <laughs> they actually like when things have this this motion that they're not fit together. Yeah. And they can be packed and you know sent shipped to a museum without you know they they want things that are in pieces and parts and movable and taking home these things mm-hmm. and add other movable things they toys to it yes so it's it's just not even the the waste uh, children and you know this is uh, uh, this movability factor where you're not gluing everything right away or not nailing something right away um, mm-hmm. or making you know using uh, paints that last a lifetime it's it's then you you really could not use half of the painting materials I see my students use from the kitchen. You know, if you, yeah. have, if you have that inclination that it has to be forever, it has to be made so well that it will withstand wind, time, light. Yeah, know? yeah. No, I mean, these things have many lives, which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and many different abilities to play, be made into art, play again, be made into art again. I mean, the... Um, you know, it has many lives within each object and with each within each thing. So that's really exciting. Give kids a slack in terms of yeah. craftsmanship, and they will go a long way to be even more innovative than adults, which is yeah uh, what they do anyway. But give them a slack on on that part of of grading. I see art teachers grading craftsmanship. Yes, all the time. Okay. Well, maybe that yeah. is not one of the category that can easily be applied to children's work. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly not if craftsmanship is fun and playing and enjoyable and uh, um, something to innovate with. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's uh, really important. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It's re- really great. And I... Um, I hope that teachers out there will think a little bit more about, less about craftsmanship maybe, um, and more about something being um, made well or playable or the experimentation, innovation, the process of it. Maybe uh, expanding our vocabulary a little bit about um, what all of this means. So, okay, we'll have a, have a good week. <laughs>